glad you all found us on the map, the mental health and addiction podcast. I'm Kimberly Walsh, and I'm here with my partners in crime, Mr. Andy Panda Bernstein, the mighty, <laughs> and the gregarious and outgoing Chris Perry Long. Just getting ready to go to a dead show right now. Everyone ready. <laughs> okay, so background on us, once again. Chris Long has been in this industry for many years and dedicating herself to working with families and helping people get into treatment. Andy has been an advocate for mental health and addiction, both as the producer for Crosscheck Radio and through his own experiences. For me, I'm a person in long-term recovery and the founder of the Home for Women on the Cape called We put this podcast together because all three of us are passionate about reducing the stigma around mental health and addiction. And we believe that the more light we shed on these topics, the less people will stigmatize and punish those who suffer from these diseases. Moreover, we hope this information will help people uh, seek treatment. Um, and thank you to F Foxborough Cable Access TV. We now have the ability to take your questions live during the show. And all of our episodes are now available on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So please post and share the show with your followers and don't forget to tag your friends. Okay. Andy, take it away. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, wonderful to be here. Wonderful introduction. All right. So uh, how are you guys doing? How's everybody? Lovely. As I say, living the COVID dream. <laughs> I'm tied to some railroad tracks right now. And I hear the train coming. <laughs> I know what's going on. What are you, what are you going to be a hobo and hop on it with a little bag and a little stick? <laughs> I'm going to be the bum on the tracks, but uh, uh -huh. sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Is that really a train? It yeah. really is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you okay. have to go over tracks to get it's like right out. It's pretty far from your house. I'm surprised you can hear it. Yeah. It's, it happens more often in the summer. Oh, is boy. that the Cape Cod train? It is the Cape Cod train. Does it yeah. stop in Sandwich? It does. It oh. does. Yeah, right down the street. And there's oh. cruises and all kinds of stuff. Listen, we got a, we got mental health to discuss, so let's get to it, okay? <laughs> I got no mental health. It's fried eggs and all ham. Right. All right. This comes to us from June 16th, 2020 on Gallup.com. Headline, U.S. parents say COVID-19 is harming children's mental health. It's by Valerie Calderon. Okay. Three in 10 parents say child's emotional mental health are suffering now. 33% can't wait as long as necessary before child's mental health suffers. So basically they're saying right now, the potential for heightened mental health challenges confronting schools in the fall is evidence in a new Gallup poll polling of parents with school-aged children conducted via the web in May. Nearly three in 10 29% say their child is already experiencing harm to their emotional or mental health because of social distancing and closures. Another 14% indicate their children are approaching their limits as well as I am and probably everybody else, uh, saying they continue, could continue social distancing a few more weeks until their mental health suffers. And the results were based on more than 1,200 parents of children in grades from kindergarten through 12th grade, whose school is closed to in-person instruction. And 97% of parents say their child's school is currently closed, obviously. So 
Um, what they're saying is collaboration between schools, families, community leaders, and health officials will be even more critical to support children's needs in and out of school. So as a mother of five with five grandchildren, um, what say me? I'm getting worried about you, Chris. I'm getting worried about you. What say you on this? What's it say on? So, like from the very beginning, it happened. You know what I mean? Like the kids think about it. It's like you go from this life that is um, normal, where you have a schedule. You get up in the morning, you go to school, and you come home. And sometimes you have sports or you have other activities, gymnastics, whatever. And without warning. 100% ripped away. Then everybody's home, you know, and we can't go here and we can't go there. And I mean, we as adults can comprehend some of it, but as kids, the anxiety and the depression, like to have all your, to be 11 and not have all your friends, not be able to go and see your friends. I mean, when it happened, it was the weekend of my um, oldest's birthday. And we had to cancel it because we were terrified to have a sleepover with 11 kids. It wasn't going to happen, you know? And now looking back, we're like kind of kicking ourselves. We should have just done it and, you know, dealt with it later. But yeah, these kids are, you know, they're getting prescribed via telehealth because the anxiety and everything else is out of control. Right. Out of control. So, so one of the one of the things the researchers said is um, the biggest thing is to listen to what your child has to say and put your phone down and listen. So, Kimberly, I'm going to turn it over to you. What, what say you? Well, with all my children running around, I think it's, a, you know, absolutely good idea. I tell them to put their phones down all the time. <laughs> It'd be obnoxious. I'm just kidding. I don't have any children um, no but but as an outside observer i mean you could i don't have children either i have a dog and um you know when i listen to her and she's barking at me you there's different sounds of her barks so we know it's time to go out we know it's time for food we know it's time to play we can tell by her different barks by listening to oh, yeah her so it's do you tell her do you tell her to put her bone down just put your bone down and pay attention yes to learn over here <laughs> Yeah. But do, I mean, but do you see, um, I think that, you know, putting your phone down regardless is, is important, but, um, you know, going back to Chris, I mean, do you see how, um, can you relate to that? Do you feel like, you know, how do you, how do you do they don't. What do you, they don't, they are, it's a new, like, they're seven. talking about the parent, the parent. Oh, me putting my phone down. No, just in parents in general are supposed to put their phone down uh -oh. and listen to what the children has to say. Um, yeah. I mean, we used to have like, it. what happens is you have all these rules set up in your household, right? And then you go to this new life and those rules don't apply to this new life because we really don't even know what this new life is, if that makes any sense at all. So, you know, the, no telephones, we never have telephones at dinner, like ever. Um, we, um, we try to take them away at night, but like my 11 year old has, has such anxiety that <clears throat> the phone is the only thing that, um, soothes her, you know, a, a connection with others or just, I, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I mean, she's not, she's, she's 11 and she's prescribed an antidepressant. They just, they, they see, just, there you go. See, they, there they, you go. They were quick to prescribe her an antidepressant. 
And as much as I'm against it, I don't know how to help her. Like she's in therapy. She's been in therapy since I got them. Uh, Has it helped her though, Chris? What? Has it helped her? Do you, do you, have you seen a, a, a change in her at all? Well, there's, the other big thing is that there's a lot of resistance with um, the other parent. Um, he doesn't believe in it. He doesn't think that, you know, she needs it, but he's been removed for three months. So he doesn't see it. He's not dealing with it. Um, so yesterday. That's his trip, though, right? About the not pers- about the medicine. That's his stigma, right? Right. right. Hold on for one second. Um, the other big thing is, is that, you know, yes, we do see an improvement. We tried the whole uh, melatonin to help them sleep. Um, the valerian root to help them sleep. It just, it's. I mean, if you think about us, how we can't shut our heads off and our brains off, I can't imagine being 11 and not understanding. And, and we don't have the answers like that's right. I don't have, have the answers. answers. So if you're a kid, I mean, my world has been so, so screwed up right now. Um, and uh, I got to imagine if you're a child. Yeah. A hundred times worse because their parents can't take them anywhere or do anything anyway. I mean, it's getting better, but is it? I mean, you, you can go out to eat. Yeah, <laughs> right? you can go out to eat and sit outside. And, you know, it, I don't know. We went out last weekend. My husband and I went out last weekend and we sat outside and it was it was weird. I mean, it was it was nice, but it was weird. There weren't that many people out. Our waiter and waitress uh, had masks on and I feel so disconnected. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's creepy is- to me. It, it was, yeah, it's creepy and it's kind of sad because, you know, you, you try to read somebody by their expression with their eyes, you know, are they happy? Or are they sad? But you've got somebody who hasn't worked for three months and they're busting their ass and there's only, you know, uh, 11 tables and three servers, you mm. know, in a restaurant that used to be packed on a Friday night, you know, right. and it's like, I just can't. I don't know. I mean, I just can't imagine. You want to know what they look like under the mask. I've, I've actually yeah. trying to wonder that, like, uh, if you went out on a date and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right, I really would like to know. I'd like to know what you look like. Cause I can't, you know, your eyes are nice, but I can't yeah. see your nose and I can't see your face anyway. No, I, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, obviously we worry about our own stuff, but you know, God, the child psyche must be, off the, off the chart, you know, um, really affected by this right now. Um, yeah. you know, looking forward to going to camp, looking forward to seeing friends, looking forward to going wherever is, is penalized. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, I know there's some things and resources out there, but, you know, like they said, um, you know, hang up the phone, be present with your kid. That's my, uh, my tip for today, but yeah. for whatever that's worth. Absolutely. I'm the guy who doesn't have kids, but um, all right. So, so I want to move on to talking about apathy, right? This was a, a breakthrough for me yesterday and I'm going to share it with you guys and see what you think. Okay. So I work with a guy on another project and, um, it's my partner, not my partner, but my partner and I, um, are working, my business partner and I are working on a, uh, a project and we work with a guy who owns a business 
retail business. And we said to him, listen, we really need your location in order to do what we want to do. And we really would love your support in it. And there's a lot in it for you. We're going to give you money. We're going to help you sell more product, but we need a few things and we need you to help us promote things. So, um, and he's a good guy. The guy's a good guy, but he's overwhelmed. He's got a ton on his plate. So for me to come in, I got all annoyed the other day because I'm like, this guy doesn't care. He, do- he doesn't care what we're doing. He, he just, he-, he could care less. I mean, we can't depend on somebody like him. He's got too much. He- he's not interested in what we're doing and we got to find somebody else to-, to do this, right? This is my immediate go-to, right? With everything. Either I love you, either I can handle whether you love me, I can handle whether you hate me, but when you're apathetic and you're like, meh, that doesn't work for me, right? Define, I, really, define apathetic. Okay, so apathy is like, you know, you're just, you know, I'm not giving the actual definition or, you know, the, the Webster's, but really it's like, you really don't care. Yeah. You're just kind of checked out to it, right? Take and, it or leave and, it. Yeah, it's like, or I'm going to ignore you because I don't really care anymore. I'm done caring. I don't care, right? It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. It's like, I'm going to walk in the house, you know, and if you had a bad marriage or whatever, and you walk in, your husband doesn't say hello, or your wife doesn't say hello. And they're just like, whatever, do what you want. I don't care. You know, you kind of like, you check out almost, right? So I start to take it personally. Right. I really do. And you take it personally. I do. Well, we're going to get to that in a second, friend. Um, But but, you know, for so much of my life, I, you know, I find myself taking stuff personally. But what I realize is it's actually being very narcissistic on my part for me to think everybody's going to drop what they're doing and focus in on my project, which is the most important thing. Focus on me. And, and drop what you're doing and make life better for me. You, how can you not be interested in what I'm doing, right? How can you not support that? And, and, and then what it made me realize is, is that everybody's got their own plate. So some people are just swimming in, trying to stay treading water in life, just like Maybe I got kids who are driving me crazy. I got money worries. I don't know where my next meal's coming from. I got, I got bills. I got, you know, I'm in debt. just whatever, whatever it is. So having that empathy on my part to say, you know what, that guy's got a full plate. So, you know, it's pretty uh, uh, selfish to think that what I'm doing is the most important thing that matters, but part two of this is then I think about apathy and I think, well, what if, um, you know, that apathy could change from one day to the next, right? Suddenly one day I'm having a really bad day and I don't care about anything, but the next day I might care. I might be more engaged. And, and so I know for me, I have a tendency to just, you know, you get on my list and you do something to offend me. I'm, I'm, I'm tuning you out, right? I'm, I am, you know, you get on my list and you can get on my, you can get on my list so easily. And I just, you know, and I know this about myself. So I'm really trying to like kind of evaluate this and use emotional intelligence or use the fact that I'm highly sensitive as a way to 
adjust my behavior accordingly, picking up on what somebody else has going on. So I want to try to figure out how I can make that work for me because that's a blind spot for me. Like I, I blow up relationships based off of the fact that like you're apathetic to me. You don't care. You're not on my team. You're, you, you know, you're, you're hurting me. I'm out. So you're, you think that you're like a, kind of like a quick to judge because yeah. you get caught up in the moment, right? So you're quick to judge. So it's interesting. It's an interesting topic only because, you know, when I get on my tangents and, um, and we all know that happens. Um, not when Kimberly. I'm focused on something, get if out. you're not going to jump on my train, I'm just going to keep moving forward. Like I don't have, I don't have time for, you know, people that are like caught in the stigma. I don't have time to go back and explain to them that, you know, this could be life or death. But maybe these are the people that you actually need to spend more time with. Exactly. Exactly. And what my point is, is that over the years I have, and and I think it's why I scored a nine as opposed to a 24. On the test? uh, On the test. Which we're going to show. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think over time, what I have learned is that it's, you know, it's kind of like when you try a new food, you know, you might love Brussels sprouts but I think they're disgusting. Right. And I'm not going to try them because, because, but then I try them and I'm like, Oh, actually they're not that bad. you have to try something. You have to give something a chance. So you kind of get to give, you got to give people a chance, you know, maybe they just don't understand or they don't know. Mm -hmm. Different operating system. They might have a different operating system. Or maybe they had a really bad experience or, Like you said, you know, we, we don't know what's behind their closed doors. You never know what somebody else is going through. So I think over the years I have learned the hard way, you know, the trampling, trampling over people because they just didn't understand or I felt like they, I felt that they didn't care or they weren't participating in a capacity that I needed them to participate. You know, people, people have burned me in my life, but, you know, I don't unfriend them. Um, I very, very, you have to be a really bad person um, to be blocked in my life. Like we have that ability, which is, if you think about it, is insane. You can just block somebody out of your life. I'm yeah. going to block you on, on TV. Yeah. I'm going to, I mean, on my phone, I'm going to block you on uh, social media. And if you know where I live and you really care, then come knock on my door. Like when you think about that, like I just, I don't block people. I, I mean, there's still, See, I, I do, you could really piss me off and, and then I, I get a hate on for you and then we're done. But what I find, so, you know, when Kimberly want to hear from you, but I, I mean, that's what I used to do. And my wife really works with me on, she works with me, part of my, <laughs> uh, my deprogramming. She works with me to, to, to talk to me about, you know, not blowing up relationships. Right. And, and so, you know, give people a chance. So like, all right, so here's, here's the, the net net. I told my colleague who I'm working with, I said, you know what? I said, why don't we change what we're doing? Right. And make whatever that relationship is more palatable for us. So let's try to tweak it. So we're not as frustrated with our partner, our other partner who owns the store. Why don't we tweak it so that um, we're making the best of the experience, 
regardless of what that person does, right? We, we need to be responsible for our own actions and tweak it. So it was really a breakthrough for me. And I really, um, you know, I'm going to start using my, uh, social, um, my, my empathy, my empath abilities to, to start to recognize that everybody's the star of their own movie anyway. And we need to kind of recognize that Kimberly, what say you? I think you guys, it's funny that test. You guys are like polar opposites. You know, Chris is down there at a nine and he's up there to 24. Um, Mike, can we show the test? There you go. Oh, look at that. Look how fast you were on that. Okay. Oh, he's Johnny on the spot. All right. Uh, so go ahead. Um, so yes, yeah, so you guys are, I think that's amazing. So into what Chris was saying, you know, you don't know what someone's going through. They could be so, so approach everybody with kindness, just be kind, you know, and, and then the four agreements the book. I love, I love that book. Don, Don Miguel great? Ruiz. Yeah. But yeah, he says yeah. the same thing. It's just, yeah. Don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions, you know, uh, be impeccable. Don't label. Don't label. Yeah. Don't label. You don't know what's going on in someone's head. So just so approach it with kindness. You know what I mean? For me, I had to stop, stop, don't pause before you say anything before you need to. Cause like Andy, I'm, I'm sensitive too. You know, I'm on the more sensitive side. Um, so, so yeah. Mike, can you bring the test back up so we can, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> Go so ahead. Kendall. Thanks. Yeah. So at any click rate, of a um, button. He's got a new toy. He just clicks the button and it pops yeah. up. Right. He does it so well. deck. Such right. a good he's button. button he's Oz, the man behind the curtain. Yeah, he's, he's the, the best. <laughs> All right, enough of him. All right, go ahead. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, that's uh yeah, I mean I think much I got over that because <laughs> okay. yeah, totally. like, I think that like I think that sometimes, you know, we um it's a protection mechanism. We eliminate mm-hmm. people that we feel threatened by, um, or we just disconnect with those people that we feel threatened by, and yeah, or fear, or yeah, fear and threatened. Yeah, you know. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's like I think about when I was like a little kid, and it's like, oh, I want to grow up and be just like that person, you know, because you don't know what's behind the mask. You don't exactly right, but you know, but but when I when I try to do things or when I'm out doing events or even on this, it's like, I try to be somebody that everybody knows my door is open and there's zero judgment to the best that I can. Of course you're going to judge because that's what your mind does. It's, it's all in how you deal with that judgment. Cause there's not a single thing in, in, in our lives that, that when we're, made to make a choice or to, to judge, that's where our brain takes us. That's just the, the safety mechanism. You know, if you have somebody, if you have somebody that comes in and, you know, they, they've been out on the street for six months and, and they have no money and their family has, you know, you're going to be, you're, your judgment is going to be that poor person. Right. I, I, yeah. And yeah. it's funny because I, I know for me, I am, and I want to go through the test again. Mike keeps taking it off, but I want to go through the test. But what's interesting is for me, um, I am so hard on people. I, I, I am. I'm like, you got to show up on time. You got to be on your game. You can't. I don't allow room for error. I, I am. I'm a difficult person. I don't know 
you know, that goes back to childhood or whatever. But I guess what I'm trying to say is not everybody's wired like me. Right. Do you like, have, do you hold the same standards for yourself, Andy? Like, do you, oh, are you perfectionist uh, for, sure. for yourself? Yeah, yeah. For sure. That's why I'm a miserable person because <laughs> I mean, not I'm miserable. not miserable. I'm happy. I got a great life, but yet I battle with the fact that I get frustrated. People frustrate me because I can't get what I want when I want it. Right. Well, and, you give them that power too, to be able to, to like control your emotion like that by what they do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, um, so let's so talk we're just about- going to move on because Andy got into an uncomfortable place. <laughs> about no, it's, no, I'm 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 an open book. I'm just telling so, you. No, so I want to go over to test. I understand that, but if you don't get what you want and you can't explain what you're feeling, express your emotions, what you're feeling, you're judge, jury. Yeah. Decide. You know My sister I mean? told me, yeah, well, first of all, two things. One, I knew an NFL player. Um, yeah, That's pretty one. big name. Yeah, no, I know a bunch of them, but I knew this guy who I was pretty close to. Um, we 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 spent a lot of time together. We worked really hard, and then I worked with a hockey player, too. Um, and what I learned about my friend who played in the NFL is, on paper, his life is great. He had a multi, multi-million dollar contract, wife, family, all this stuff he had more baggage than you would know what to do with more dishonesty than you know what to do with more emotional dishonesty. Um, and it was all about him, right? It was all about him. Um, so, you know, we don't know what's behind the mask. We don't know what people are dealing with. We just don't know. So I think we have, here's a scenario. So when I first moved here to Foxborough, um, I met all kinds of people. I didn't know them, right? And But they lived in beautiful homes and they drove beautiful cars and they wore nice clothes and they had lots of friends. And I've always been a person that, yeah, you know, I like to dress nice. I like to look nice. I like to drive a nice car, but it's material stuff that doesn't That's right. express who I am. So I had this one particular friend and um, she was in the middle of a bad marriage. And all she would do is complain about her husband. And I, everything that she said her husband did, I used to say, oh, my husband doesn't do that. I love my husband. Like, mm-hmm. I painted this picture. And I mean, my marriage is fine. I mean, we have our moments, but my marriage is fine. And, and then it was fine. But it's like I was rebuttaling everything that she said. Yep. My, my marriage was nothing like that. And it's like, I think about that a lot because I wasn't being true to her, let alone true to myself. That's right. You were being, you were being emotionally dishonest to this person. Because you were, because why though, Chris? I don't know. I think it's because I was new in the, in the town and I just wanted, and she was popular and I wanted her friends and I didn't want her to not be my friend. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, wouldn't, one would think you would commiserate with her as a, like, make her feel more valid as opposed to saying, well, my relationship's not like that. You know? I think I was threatened by her because she had a lot of money, you know, and um, I had a lot of kids and didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it was funny because that's a whole nother kettle of fish. But um, it's funny. I can relate to this because yesterday I had a, a uh, 
I had a call with a, a multi-billionaire yesterday. I didn't have a call. I had an email exchange with a multi-billionaire. Billionaire. He's a, one of a, he's, he is a part owner of a pro football team, right? And I got connected to him through somebody I knew here, and he connected me with that person. And I was like, I feel like such a schlepper around that I, and then I had to stop myself and I said, you know what? I don't have anything to be ashamed of, right? I don't know. Did the, the, the guy inherit money? Did he have, did he have, um, you know, who, who is he as a person? I really was starting to feel like, all right, I'm insecure about this, but you know what? Yeah, and I realized the guy's going to help me. The guy wants to help me. He's willing to help me. So there would have been a time where I would have checked my ego at the door and, or I would have, my ego would have taken over. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it on my own. I don't need his help. It's charity. You feel like a charity case. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to um, embrace this and, and be vulnerable to it. And like, if he doesn't help me or it doesn't work out, okay, no sweat. That's cool. Right. I'm going forward regardless, but I'm going to take that guy's help. Right. And I'm not, and I'm going to say, I feel like a, you know, it's not being a schlepper, but I could see what you're saying. The money really, you know, you, you start to get clouded by it and you're like, Oh, well that person has more than I do. So therefore I'm going to feel crappy about myself. Um, even not just, you know, but but a status, right. Even that like a status can make you intimidated too. Right. Yeah. This guy is like, like somebody I would never feel comfortable in talking to um, or feeling really insecure. And so when I was corresponding with him, I, I, I wanted to make sure that I handled it in a way that I didn't look desperate or that I didn't look like I was less than in my e- emails um, to him. And um, but it's not who you are. Right. I was going to say, were you being your total, were you being yourself? No, oh yeah. I was very enthusiastic. I just wasn't desperate. I was like, I was be, totally being who I was. And I told him how excited I am for what I'm doing with my project, how excited I am and how, why I'm doing it and really focused on the content rather than my own shtick of insecurities and things like that. I focused on the process. I didn't focus on myself and my, my, my insecurities about money or, or whatever. Cause everybody's always, somebody's always going to have more money than you, right? Somebody's going to have less money than you. Somebody's going to have more money than you. So, so you're saying you walked through it and kind of got to the other side of not feeling intimidated. Is that Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, so then I said to my friend Bernie, I'm like, all right, so now that we're doing this, we got to come up with a game plan today. We're going to sit there and we're going to write out exactly what we want. He, cause the guy was very specific. Here's how I can help you, but you need to write this, this, this. And I'm like, okay, I'm focusing on the process. I'm getting out of my head and thinking about the task at hand, not focusing on what he thinks of me or whatever. Cause the reality is it's an easy lift for him to make a call for me or help me. So I'm going to read that much into it. So let's bring that test back up so we can kind of uh, talk about it. Okay. This test is, is I've scored 24 on this. I'm not going to lie. I was <laughs> like, I might've have every single one of them. Okay. Uh, I am easily overwhelmed by strong sensory input. Yes. You guys. 
Um, I don't think I put on that one. I don't think I said yes. Okay. Yeah, too much. I get I get crazy. Do people too really much. want to know all this about us. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I fine. You know what? Okay. We'll no, talk no, about no. vulnerability. I'm being funny. You guys. Uh, oops. Yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's good. I mean, I think it's good to, okay. I think it's a good dive in and take a look at yourself okay. um, type of thing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to turn it off my phone, on my phone. I think it's good sometimes to look turn at- Turn it off, be dive, present. I know. I, I think it's sometimes it's really good to dive in and take a look at yourself and really, like for anybody in life, right? You know, it's a constant self-evaluation. So you scored 24 today, right? You're mindful now of all these I'm things. Proud, that you need I'm to proud work. about it. I'm right. proud you're, about you're mindful care. of all these things that we're going to run through kind of quickly and we're going to work on it. And maybe next week you take the test again and see where you scored, you know, or wait two or three weeks and work on it, work on things that, you know, you're vulnerable at because well, that's all I'm saying. That's how you get better, right? That's right. how you evolve as a person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's I how- mean, that goes in life in general. Oh crap. Right. And honestly, people learn from it. People. Right. Learn- exactly. You know, that's what we do um, in the 10th step. We evaluate what we did every day. We were like, okay, what did I do? Like, did I make anybody uncomfortable? Did I do it? Is there somewhere I need to go and apologize? What have I, you know what I mean? You've got to, you've got to look at the things that are wrong before you can fix the things that are wrong. Right. 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 But it's like, I can't pontificate. I can't talk about a show. I can't be on a show talking about <laughs> mental health and addiction and then not be able to share my own story. Right. Like I can't do that. So, so I'm going to, you know, I'll put myself out there for it. Okay. Um, I seem to be aware of my subtlety, subtlety, I don't even know, subtleties in my environment. Yes. Um, other people's moods affect me. Yes. I am very sensitive okay. to pain. Sometimes I'm a warrior though, but I'll complain. It's, it's cultural. Um, I have to withdraw, get into bed for a darkened room when I have, when I, when I've had enough. Yes. Sensitive to caffeine. Yes. And, and loud noises and, and loud noises. Um, I am, I am easily overwhelmed by things like bright lights, strong smells, coarse fabrics or sirens, not coarse fabrics. And not really so strong cells. Nah, I'm not that one. I have a rich fabrics. I know that's what it says. I just it like says bypass that because I'm about as sensitive to nothing. I'm I not like. either. All right, that's one of one. I have a rich complex inner life for sure. Um, I am made uncomfortable by loud noises. Yes, um, I am deeply moved by the arts or music. Meh. Um, yes. I get yeah. frazzled. I have to go up. That's off. Kimberly. Was that a yes for you? Yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah. Um, I have to go off by myself and I get my nervous system gets so frazzled. Yeah. And somebody told me it was the Irish goodbye. And I thought that was tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish Catholic, yeah. 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 The Irish goodbye, you know, cause like if I was out at a restaurant or in a situation where I didn't feel like I was getting attention or I wasn't in a necessarily a great place, I'd bail and I wouldn't even say anything. I just, ah. <laughs> Bye. Where did yeah, Andy just go? go to the bathroom and then you just leave? Yeah, yeah I'm like, like, I'm done with this. Back door. Too much of a group. Too much. I, I don't feel like I'm blending in. I'm bored. No, it, nobody's talking to me. I'm out. 
Peace out. And I'll just disappear. I just disappear. Yeah. Um, wow. Conscientious. I am conscientious. Yes. Yes. And I startle easily. Yes. No. I do startle easily. All right. So let's go over this. All right. I scored 24 or whatever. <laughs> just now look it's at whatever. These. Now it's whatever. <laughs> just proud. look at these. You're proud 24. <laughs> I am proud. You know why? Because yeah. because I own it, right? That's yeah. for me my whole my whole thing. If I own it, then I can work on it and exactly. I can fix it. So I'm not going to put myself in situations where these things um, affect me. Like, I don't like going to sporting events anymore because there's too many people. And I don't now like it Petri. either because they're all drunk and, and, exactly. you know, it's like it's very unpredictable. But I think that's that, you know, COVID took care of that for us. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what do you guys think of that test? I mean, do you do you can you relate to this at all on any? I'm not going to make you go through it. Again, if you want to, that's, I, no, no, no. I, but just, I what can you point out on, on each of you? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you think? I thought it was accurate. I think for an e, EFTJ, <laughs> the other test. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was pretty accurate as far as, yeah. Are you highly sensitive? Yeah. As a kid, you know, everyone said, don't you know, cry. God help us. We don't like that. And Irish Catholic, nobody wants to see you cry. This is after you don't do that cultural thing yeah anything <laughs> any emotion is bad so yeah i was always wow like, really oh yeah oh yeah we're not a, we, yeah trust me and the guilt everything's our fault and we got to fix everything it's very it's well that's i mean jewish guilt is the same thing but um you need to make up your mind are you irish catholic or jewish what are you this week who said it was irish catholic andy o bernstein seamus <laughs> It was. Uh, <laughs> he said the Irish goodbye. I, I yeah, you said idea. the Irish goodbye. Continue, Kimberly. <laughs> Kimberly. Anywho, yeah, that's that's why it was. I think I'm sensitive, and I guess you are what you think you are too. You know what I mean? But a lot of those things. I was a 16, so, I, you know. Era. Where does it come? Where do you think it came from? The Irish Catholic, for sure. I mean, I think, and the and highly sensitive. I think you're born that way. I don't think you have a a choice. I mean, it's, it's something you're born with. You know, I've always been highly sensitive to other people's moods. Uh Oh, they're in a bad mood. I need to fix it. I need to make them feel better. You know, it's what we do. Yeah, But know? then we put ourselves at yeah. risk, right. Right. you know, like if, if we don't, if we're fixers, right. right. I'm a fixer. I, I'm All three of advocate, us are right. All three of us advocate are the most people pleasers in the world. Through. Right. 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 And, you know, like, so this week, like, it's been a, it's been a bad week. It was last Friday. I was totally disconnected on the show. I was really upset about unemployment. I was just in a bad, bad place. And I, you know, by the end of the day, I was like, this is not who I want to be. It's making everything else in my life a mess. I don't want to be this way. I have to make a personal decision to change and only I can change. So what did I do? I like put my shoes on and I went for a walk and I cleared my head. And, you know, for me, I lifted it all up to God and I let it go. And right. And then I've been walking and it's been so good for me. That self-care it, it, it's been four days in a row. Um, I think I'm going to try to walk again today. I don't know. I have Mr. 
chubby bubby hair all day. Um, so I don't, I don't know. And it's hot. So I don't know if I'm going to make it to walk today or maybe this afternoon. I want to walk because it's right now it's what's working for me. You know, next week it might be something else. You know, you take care of yourself. Right. right. Whiskey. It could South, be whiskey which... next week. I'm kidding. Yeah, it could be whiskey next week <laughs> or, you know, yeah. I mean, but it's but the point being, you, you know what, you knew you needed an attitude adjustment because you knew what, what was good. You were going down that road. It's not a road you want to go down because it's no for anybody. So you did what you had to do to get out of it. And that's some, that's a difference. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, there are some yeah. days where I feel so overwhelmed and I, you know, um, the phone, I feel like everybody wants something from me. Every, it happens all the time. Now, did I create that for myself? Probably, right? Because I'm a fixer and everybody wants, but I do feel everybody wants a piece of me and I get very overwhelmed because I take on everybody's stuff. So then I was like, and I was like, leave me alone. Everybody just leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah. Then you but then I feel bad. Me. <laughs> right? But then I feel bad that I'm not being, you know, attuned, uh, you know, helping others. Right. So where's the gray area? So am I, you know, so I guess what I'm saying is with the highly sensitive, you know, it's like, you know, be attuned to your own stuff too. You know, not just like, oh, well, I'm worried about this person and this person. It's like, I can be highly sensitive and, you know, and know like I don't have to overthink something or, um, you know, like I was saying, you know, the guy who we were working with, he's, he's busy. He's got a lot going on. That's not going to do You can't give away what you don't have, Andy. If you don't have, you know what I mean? You've got to be whole in yourself before you can really help someone else. Right. For the most part. So you yeah. up before you can help the other people. Well, I think helping other people could be simply sharing your own experience with them being emotionally uh, available and honest to say, you know what? I hear what you're saying. I go through that too. Actually, cool. some of my experiences are this, 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 and this. This is why I like doing the show because I'm perfectly fine with sharing my own stuff. I'm wide open, right? My life's an open book. That helps me. That helps me move forward as a person because 100%. I have nothing. To, I, I don't have anything to hide. And honestly, in my life, I've probably experienced it all, right? You'd be hard pressed to find the things that, you know, I've gone through, you know, um, knock on wood, but, you know, you, you know, I'm not jinxing myself, but I have gone through so much and I've learned how to uh, uh, interpret that, you know, yeah. um, and Some, move. Not all people are the same though, but just because they don't share those things doesn't mean that they're bad people or that they're hiding something. It just may mean no. things like they got burned before. So they're a little cautious. They were raised Irish Catholic and they are guilty, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Well, that's your thing. That's the way you process. But I'm just saying for me, yeah. you know, the way I try to help people is by sharing my own experiences and be open to having that discussion with someone yeah. who wants and that discussion. It makes discussion. you relatable, I think. I th for you, I think, in you know, makes you relatable, you know, to people because you're so, you know, I think that's part of your, one of your strengths. It is. part of the problem, you know, with the world today. And, and we sort of saw that shift is, you know, I think we, the three of us and, and many of other people were, were raised with morals, values, and um, I don't want to say like love, but it was very different. Like 
stay home moms were a thing in our time or stay home dads were a thing in our time, you know, where your children were raised in home, um, not in daycare. I mean, I'm not knocking it. Don't please don't take it like that. But I think like this generation of kids that have kids, like my kids that have kids now, there's, there's so much pressure in life to, um, you know, have that big house and drive those nice cars and have kids that are smart and good in athletics. And there's so much social pressure that they don't know how to deal with it because we didn't have to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Like it goes with all these riots and stuff, you know, you've got, which is another whole topic, but you've got people that are fighting for uh, Black Lives Matter. I mean, at the end of the day, all lives matter. And I think everybody that's out there protesting will agree. You know, I just, I mean, it's all. But Black, ma- but black Lives Matter right now. Right. Right. In right. This, their house is on fire, not our house. Their right. house is on fire. Right. You know, and it's like, where, where did we go wrong as a society that, 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 that stigma, that line between black and white, between, you know, yellow and white, between the color of your skin. Where did we go wrong with severing that? We haven't severed that. That still exists, you know? Um, prejudice. Yeah, prejudice yeah. still exists. Where did we go wrong? And now, now you've got people that aren't going to wear masks and you've got people that are compromised. And, you know, I mean, I think it's like, it's all fear-based. And, and it's to- with sensitivity though. And a lot of things, cause it really right. rattles your world. And so you don't really know how to respond to it. So you, um, you know, no, it, it, yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're in such a confused world right now and it's not even just massachusetts it's the world you know you've got your numbers climbing in florida of covid cases you've got your numbers climbing in uh texas you've got numbers spiking again and then you've got places that are saying no we're not shutting back down we're not shutting back down we're just going to push through this and it's like for me personally i'm like the owners that's selfish well the onus is really on you to interpret whether you're like okay I'm going to follow that person into the fire and I'm going to listen to what they say. Right. But not understanding they may have their own political agenda and I'm not talking about the president, but a governor or whatever. Oh, you know, well, you got to go out there because they said we got to start the economy. Right. And so therefore we're telling you what to do. Right. Or you can interpret and say, wait a second, what they're asking me to do doesn't feel right for me. Right. And I am not, going to be dictated like i hate holidays right like valentine's day made up holiday uh you know it's like don't tell me when i can celebrate and when i can't celebrate i cherish my wife every day i don't need to celebrate you know oh well i treat her you know valentine's day is the day i'm going to treat her special she's special all the time so why do i have to um you know respond to that so if somebody tells me oh it's okay to go out well i'm going to make that decision but I need the information to make sure that I'm going to make that own decision. You need to provide me that information and the right. facts, not, not, you have, yeah, you have a choice. You need, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're all accountable for our own actions. And, and, and if you decide, Oh, well, you know, my governor says it's okay to go out. Well, 
you might be trying to win re-election and appeal to a base. So therefore, I know we're not talking politics, but you might try to appeal for a base. So your agenda is completely different than mine. My agenda is I want to stay safe. I'm not having to follow exactly what you're telling me to do, right? Because the system is a certain way and you're telling me to do that. I don't have to do what you're telling me to do as far as get back out there. I, I don't have to do it. I can go when I want to, right? I can wear a mask. You know, I may have to go in a store and wear a mask. I'm not going to exercise or walk wearing a mask. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like we have freedom of choice. We all have freedom of choice. So the governor today or last night or yesterday, I, I, I was looking on my phone to see if I could find the exact number, but I think they said something like 13% of the restaurants in the state of Massachusetts, don't quote me on the number, please, are not going to make it. Like the, those restaurants. Fact checker. Fact checker. Yeah, I don't know the numbers, honestly, but but it was just it was just you think about those those people, you know, and like last week I lost somebody to I lost somebody to suicide. And we've been talking about suicide and we've been talking about how, you know, this whole covid thing is really putting people in a dark place. You know, what can we do? What can the three of us do to maybe brighten that dark place for people. You know, what, what is it going to take to, I can't change the world. I know that as much as I want to, Um, (laughs) you know, but I can change right here. Yeah. I think one thing we can do is not engage, like not engage in the fear. You know what I mean? When you, you propagate the fear, when you, when you, when you talk how ominous it is and how bad it's going and how, you know what I mean? That just feeds the fuel, you know, feeds the fire. If we talk about things that we're grateful for, things that are positive that are happening, inspirational stories like that keep us motivated to go in the right direction. I think from a, from a very grassroots small and, you know, position that we're in that that's, that's what I think is part of what we can do at least something, you know? Okay, so I'm going to challenge you guys, okay? This is for next Wednesday's show, beginning of the show, and you can't tell anybody, and we'll see what happens. This is your challenge. You have to find a current feel-good story, okay? A current feel-good story in the state of Massachusetts. Done. Okay? Done. All right, Andy, all right? And Mm -hmm. that's going to be our check-in is a feel-good story, and you you can't tell each other. Uh, individually, I think Mike will be on vacation, so we won't be able to put the article up, but it has to be like, and we're going to talk about that for our, our check-ins. That's your challenge for next week. I love it. That, that, does that work? Feel yeah, a good be, story. Yeah. And you know, what's funny. And, and I had this discussion the other day and I got to remind myself that working in the news, working in the media and have worked for so long, I know for a fact that uh, if it bleeds, it leads, right? <laughs> so the stories, the, the meaning, the story, oh, got it. The stories that are going to be told are going to be about um, things that are going to attract ratings and viewers. And human interest stories, like I said, are always are at the end. Of the, are always at the end because. That doesn't attract people, you know, if uh, people want the car wrecks, they want, they want to see that, right? That's the thing that t- tune in and uh, tune in. And so I have to remind myself that I'm going to watch the news. Everything's going to be bad. 
it's always going to be bad because that's how they get ratings. That's how they put, that's how they, they, they attract li- uh, viewers and listeners is, you know, MSNBC, not news. It's not news. It's commentary, right? CNN has become commentary. It's not news. So, you know, so to, to uncover stories, good stories, I think is great because we don't hear enough of them. Truth be told, we, we need to hear more of those. So I'm up for the challenge, Chris. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's our show. That's our show for the week. And, uh, Thank you, everyone. I, One uh, more thing, real quick. I know that yes. we said we were going to um, talk about the modalities today, or like, yeah, we missed that. We went we off. Apo- we apologize. We will. We will definitely re-address um, that uh, in a future show. I apologize. Don't take it all on you, Chris. <laughs> it's not a. We'll host. have a clinician on, and, and maybe talk to a clinician or something about that. Yeah, yeah. maybe we'll yeah. have drink drink water come back and share his words of wisdom and knowledge. Or. There you go. Somebody else will love to hear from you. So, all right, Kimberly, take us out. All right. Okay, guys, as you all know, we do this podcast not only to help reduce stigma, but to be of service to anyone struggling with addiction or mental illness. Um, we do have access to an entire network of professionals, and we can help you find the right fit. So please reach out to us on Facebook um, or first give them below our names uh, during the podcast. Um, you have been listening to The Map. Thank you all for your support. We will see you again. Happy Father's Day. Yep. Happy Father's Day. Bye bye now. Bye bye now. Bye.